Oh, Holy Spirit, your presence is so sweet to us. Thank you, Lord, that you have formed and fashioned us in your heart and in your mind. Thank you on today as we have opened up our hearts to you on a deeper level. Thank you that your word penetrates us in the depths of our minds, the depths of our hearts, the depths of our soul. Thank you that your word, Lord, fortifies us in our inward man. Thank you that your word is dividing everything that comes out of the soul and out of the spirit. Thank you, Lord, that your word is dividing the intents of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that your word is truth to us. And we eat your word. It is our scroll. It is our manna. And Lord, we love your word for you and your word are one. You are the living word. And Lord, thank you that your word is satiating us in the depths of our heart. Thank you, Lord, that we we allow the entrance of your word, Lord, anything in our souls and in our minds and our emotions, Lord, that does not line up with your word. Let your word be a plumb line, Lord. Let your word do the work that you have called it to do inside of us, God, because your truth is like a sword, Lord. It goes in and it pierces and it divides asunder. And Lord, we want you to divide us asunder today. We give you free access and license to take out any and all things, Lord, that are not like you. We want you by your word, by your spirit to have free access and reign and rule in us, God. And we deny and resist and reject everything that is not like you. We tell our minds, the minds you will receive the mind of Christ. We tell our emotions, emotions, you will receive the word of the Lord. We allow ourselves to be consecrated before you because we are your people and you are our God. And if you agree with the living God, with these words that I prayed, tell the living God, say yes, Lord. And amen. Amen. We love you, Lord, with all of our heart, with all of our soul and all of our strength. Come on, give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 How many of y'all ready for the word this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Come on, give God a hand clap. Come on. Hallelujah. How many of you have been joined this weekend so far? How many of you, yesterday and the day before, how many of you have been impacted powerfully? Amen. Uh, amen. 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 Well, we're going to continue on and believe God for what he's going to continue to do in our minds and in our hearts. Amen. Give yourself a hand for being here. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I am excited once again to... Uh, um, be able to have the opportunity to be in the midst of our apostles and pastors. Give Apostle Howard and Pastor Cindy a hand for being here. Come on. Coming this far down. Come on. You know, I'm always forever thankful they uh, spend their time with us and very, very busy. And um, what God is doing in them and in their life is, is beyond measure. Um, and I'm just grateful for, for them for everything they do and they do for us and this house. Amen. And so without further ado, I ain't going to stay here. I want you to welcome Apostle Howard Hatcher. Come on, give him a hand clap as he comes. All right. Are you ready? Who's hungry? All right. Listen, um, <clears throat> I don't know that we really understand <clears throat> the fullness of what just occurred. But anytime there's a divine encounter with glory, there is an extension of grace. How many of you believe Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Can you say amen? Let's just start there. 
if you're under the sound of my voice and you believe Jesus is the king of all kings, would you say amen? amen. Let's start there. Kings bear what's called the scepter of rule. Before Esther could go before the king, when she appeared in the king's court, she would stand in an outer place. If the king extends his scepter or a rod, the kings hold a rod, if he extends it, it means you can come forward. God extends the scepter of his rule. Today, he's extended the scepter of his rule. And you are the recipients of grace and glory unmerited. Angels follow you around everywhere you go. Who are you that God would send angels from glory to walk with you? Everywhere you go. Angels on assignment. Tell somebody you are very important. See, usually if you're really important, you need an armed escort. Have you ever seen people with bodyguards? They have armed escorts. Have you ever seen a Brinks truck? They're guys with guns because they feel like what they are protecting is important. Well, you're more important because God has angels on assignment just for you. So who are you really that God would leave heaven, come to earth, die on a cruel cross so you could be raised in the likeness and image of his son? We've had a divine encounter this morning. Start a clock for me up there so I don't lose track. Thank you. Let's let's begin this way. Um, my wife and I, we've been married 22 years. Somebody say amen. amen. 22 years of anything in marriage is a miracle today. Five years is a miracle today. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And because things didn't go right in the past doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan to fix it and create a new path for you. God creates new paths. Now watch this. We have a 20-year-old daughter. You can't tell that by looking at my wife that she has a 22-year-old daughter. 20-year-old, I'm sorry. A 20-year-old daughter. We've been married 22 years. And a 19-year-old daughter. Now, our 19-year-old just made us grandparents two weeks ago. I'm G-Paw. I'm G-Paw, and that's Mimi. We just couldn't handle Grandma and Grandpa. But, but I can tell you, I remember with our 20-year-old, we got to the hospital and they said, um, you're not in enough pain. And I looked at it and she, had, she was looking, she wasn't crying, she'd already dilated to five. Right? And, and the lady said, go home and come back when you can't stand it, that you're crying and you're in so much pain that you can... So, they were sending us back home, which meant we had to drive from the city we were in, in Kansas City, uh, Kansas, drive from Shawnee Mission and go back over into Wyandotte County. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Been up and through the, and, and I looked at it like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You go around that corner and you find somebody. I don't care who it is. We need another opinion right now. It's a good thing we said that because I would have had to deliver our 20-year-old in the front seat of the car. And when the 20-year-old began to come on through, and she hadn't had her epidural yet, I cracked a joke. And anybody knows that's the wrong thing to do during a delivery. I didn't know what to do. They didn't teach me. They, they, they do so much in your 
your your Lamaze class, your, your the Lamaze or whatever they call that. And I went through the, the 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 little prep, but they couldn't prepare me for what was going on. So men, when they don't know what to do, we crack a joke. And she said, "That's not funny." I knew it wasn't funny right then, but she had squeezed the blood out of my fingers and they were turning white. I was like, but when that epidural hit, whoa, she was a new person. She's like, hey, give me the phone. I'm going to call somebody. Hey, girl, I'm getting ready to have this baby. She done dilated eight and on the phone having a conference call. Yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, man, I'll tell you what. The Holy Ghost is like an epidural. This morning we had an epidural in the Holy Ghost. Didn't matter what was going on in our life. God stepped in. So what I want to talk about today, though, is really to embody what God has done this morning. We want to look at it in these terms. I'm just having a conversation with no words. I came a long way, and, and to get that in in 35 minutes, it ain't going to happen. I would have cut worship short, but then God would have been upset with me. All right. Y'all ready? Are you hungry? So I want to bring us into a deep dive of what we just experienced this morning. Is that all right? Where we experienced. And, and I want you to, uh, I need uh, some help if one of the guys can move this chair, please. I want to talk about it being time to level up. And leveling up means that there's a point where God says, I need you to come up higher in your relationship with me. I need you to come up higher in your relationship with one another as the body of Christ. We feel the anointing. We feel the presence of God. And doesn't the presence of God feel good? Like, ah, oh, Jesus. And then you go to work. And, and, and it's sometimes, if you're not careful, what you gained on Sunday will run out by the end of Monday. But God wants us to learn how to level up and walk in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Apostle Paul said... Pray in the Spirit. He said, walk in the Spirit. We're to talk in the Spirit. We're to, in Him, live and move and have our being in Him and allow Christ to live and move and have His being in us. Now, in leveling up, it's one thing for the glory to go down. It's another thing for the believer to go up. It's another thing for the believer to go up. So I want to clarify what's happening Beyond just the feeling of the anointing. Some of us, that's where we live. That's where we've been taught to live in the identification with the anointing. And we live for the anointing. And we live to feel his presence. We live to experience his spirit. But the Bible says we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, is that an earthly throne or is that a heavenly throne? A heavenly throne is where God lives. If I'm seated together in Christ, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. 
Come on, somebody say throne of grace. So how many of you prayed today? How many of you have said something to Jesus today? You, the, the, you went to the throne of Almighty God. Let that sink in. You appeared before the throne of Almighty. The glorious majesty of an almighty God who, with one word, speaks universes into materialization. Who, with one word, says, light be, and the sun is created. I was giving that example in a room once while I was ministering. Pastor Cindy was there. If I lie right now, she's, she'll say, that ain't true. That didn't happen. But she was there. And what I'm saying is a real event. And while I was speaking, I was speaking about the power of Almighty God that we just encountered, that we just had an interface with. And as I was speaking about God's glory and His power, and I was speaking about what He can do with one word, there was some lights that were off in the room. These lights had been off the whole meeting. I said, but when God speaks, there's so much power in a word from God that when he wants to say, now we say let there be light, but the literal translation is actually two words, light be. God said light, and when I said be, the light went boom and just came on in the room. No one was near the light socket. And I was speaking about God's power to create light. And there's illumination that comes. So who is this God that we just encountered? If we say, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy, we are in the presence of Almighty God right now. Come boldly to the throne room. In the throne room, the elders take their crowns off their head and throw them aside. The four and twenty elders are prostrate. They all have a moment when they go in before God and they all fall down. He's so holy. Nobody dares even lift up their head to look at him. He's so holy. But the Bible says that we now, through the blood of the Lamb, can look full into his wonderful face. We're talking about the glorious God that all the angels stand at attention. You came before the throne of God today and the Bible says that there was a prophet who was very holy. His name is Isaiah. He's the holiest prophet on the face of the planet. Isaiah is so powerful that just with one word to God in prayer, the sun begins to stop and back up 10 degrees to get a word to Hezekiah that he'll live longer. Isaiah, the holy man, went before the throne of Almighty God. He was caught up, and he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, in the year that the king died, I saw a vision. I was caught up, and I saw God on the throne. And when he saw God on the throne, can you imagine the man has talked to God his whole life? He's had relationship with God his whole life. Now, all of a sudden, in a moment, the Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. 
His train, his robe filled the temple. He's in the vision where he was caught up into the throne room. He saw the great angels of God with six wings. They had two wings up top, two in the middle, and two wings at their base. And when they stretched out their wings, they flew throughout heaven. And they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the literal doorposts in heaven began to shake. The foundations of the throne itself began to shake when they said, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We sang holy this morning. How many of you heard us? We were singing holy during that song. Did anything shake? But when the angels see it, that means there's a significance. There's something about him that is so holy and so glorious that it overtakes and enraptures and captivates the atmosphere. It causes our soul to be in awe at who he is. I want you to think about whoever you thought he was before today. And when Isaiah, like us, talk about God, we witness God. We tell people you, you need to know God. We talk about Jesus. Anybody ever told somebody about Jesus? And we got a lot to say about God. So did Isaiah. But when he came face to face with Almighty God, the Bible says, he said, woe is me. Trouble to me. I'm an unclean man from unclean people. And my eyes have seen the king. Oh my. So he realized that he wasn't worthy to even talk about what he'd been talking about. Woe is me. I'm an unclean man with unclean lips from unclean people. Woe is me. There was something about when he got into the presence of all God, Almighty God for real. Somebody say for real. So he was there for real. Now, now this ain't Sunday school. This is not where you go and hear the preacher preach for 45 minutes. He's been speaking about God for a long time. He's the most holy prophet on the plant face of the planet. But when he came face to face with Almighty God, he shrunk back and said, I'm not even authorized. I don't even have license. I'm not even worthy to say your name. I mean, anybody like me, you're thankful for the blood of Jesus. It makes you able to say, hey, hallelujah, and go boldly before the throne. He went before the throne. He wasn't so bold. He shrank back, but the blood is so powerful. The blood of Jesus is so mighty. So when we level up, we realize we're dealing with the government of God. Somebody say government of God. Hey. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Is that a government position, ambassador? The ambassador to the United Nations? Right? You've got the Honduras ambassador to the United States. He's, he's a Honduras ambassador. He comes to the United States. You've got the United States ambassador who goes to the United Nations. and forth. An ambassador represents their country. Now, the Bible says you are an ambassador for God. Paul's an ambassador for Christ. Somebody say, I'm an ambassador. Now, that is a, someone say it like you mean it. I'm an ambassador. You got to be proud about the country you represent. Anybody represent the country of heaven? The city of heaven? Hey, I'm an ambassador for God. You That make you make go like this. I'm an ambassador for God Almighty. You remember I just told you about who he was a minute ago, how glorious and great. I'm an ambassador for God. Now you got to walk like you got some clout. Can you hear me? 
And you can't see my angels, but they're all around. There are more with us on a bad day than there are with them on a good day. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But when we level up in our thinking, we have to realize that we represent a government. I represent a government here today. I'm a government official and I represent a government. How many of you are government officials now and you represent a government? Amen. You might never be invited to the White House, but you've been invited to the throne room. Amen. Amen. Well, God rules the universe from that place. So I want to introduce you to the beginning stages of the government of God. So it's time to level up to, and I'm going to give you a few keys of the fullness. Keys to fullness in Christ. Mark 9, 2. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. He led them up to a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was, what's that word say? Transfigures. That means he's transformed into something else. But right in front of them. His raiment, his clothing became shining, exceeding white as snow. So as no fuller on earth can white them. In other words, it's the whitest anything can, get, can ever become on earth. So while Peter, James, and John are looking on top of this mountain, they walk up to the top of the mountain with Jesus. And get this, there are 12 disciples. Nine of them are told by Jesus to stay down. Only three qualified to level up. And once they get to that place, they see something. Jesus is transformed right in front of them and his clothing is so white there's nothing that could ever on earth make it any whiter because something came out of glory and widened it and there appeared now Elias Elijah and Moses and they're talking with Jesus and Peter said Jesus now Jesus is in the middle of a camp David meeting where Elijah and Moses, who've been dead for a long time, show up. They've been dead a few thousand years, probably. They show up on the top of the mountain to meet Jesus. And it's at that moment, they are having a discussion about the direction of the universe. They're having a discussion about what's going to happen on earth for the next Millennia. And Peter interrupts their conversation. Boy, if there ever was a time to shut up. Peter said, Jesus. Anybody got that one friend that always. <laughs> don't look beside. Don't look at nobody in the room. Anybody got that one friend that's always going to say something. You're like, shh. The judge was about to give you the money. Shh, be quiet. You say too much. And Peter said, Jesus, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tabernacles. Let's make a worship place for Moses. Let's make a one merchant place for Elijah. And let's make one for you. And then all of a sudden, verse 7, there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud. And God the Father spoke and said, this is my beloved son. Don't build three worship anything. 
The only one that's to be worshipped is my son, not Moses, not Elijah. In other words, Peter, shut up. And is that that's straight enough for anybody? Who uses that language in the room? You, you've said shut up before. So God says, Peter, this is my son. Listen to him. So we're in an hour where a lot of things are happening in this setting. Peter's conversation, you ready, Jimmy? It goes down. His level of language goes down. His level of language does not match the encounter. The encounter is at this level, and then all of a sudden, Peter starts talking at low-level logic, low-level reasoning. And God is saying, I want to give you the ability now to level up. I want to give you the ability now to go places that you've never been before. I want to give you the ability to go in the spirit realm and have experiences you've never had before. I want to show you things that you've never seen before, but don't make the mistake of Peter and level down when it's time to. Now, Jesus could have had that discussion down at the base of the mountain. Said, Moses, Elijah, just meet me down at the bottom of the mountain. Everybody could see it. But no, no, there's some conversations with God you're only going to have when you learn. Tell your neighbor, level up. And that means that there are times when you're having a talk with somebody, make it practical. There's a time husband and wife are talking. Y'all about to get into it. And one of y'all getting ready to level down. And God says, I don't care about whether they level down or not. Just don't you level down. You level up. Because God is trying to train your emotions not to respond from a low level. See, how many of you, God has been trying to break you of, trying to break you of your habit of getting in your feelings? Because you're getting your feelings. The devil hits you just right, and then you step into your feelings, and you tell him a thing. And God is like, I don't care how you feel right now. Stay with me. Don't respond out of yourself. Some of the situations I'm going to put you in, I don't need you to show up in the wrong way. I don't need old you to show up in a place that I designed for new you. So level of language. When you level up, there's a level of language. And you've got to interpret the intent. Now, I missed a multi-million. Now, listen, uh, as I was coming up, I had four assaults, two with weapons. Listen to me. I had four assaults, two with weapons. Acid, cocaine, uppers, downers, quaaludes, amphetamine. I kept a gun in the, shot, in the trunk of my car, shotgun in the trunk of my car, a, a, a gun in my locker. And, and they come to, the guys would come to me in my 12th grade year, and they say, hey, man, some guys are outside. It's a whole uh, a van full of dudes. And they got weapons. And they said they are looking for you. I said, tell them to come through that door right here. Tell them I am right here. Tell them to come through that door right there because I was armed. So that's who I was. That's who I was. And I met Jesus Christ. I was almost 19 and I met the Lord. So all of a sudden I laid down one night and I had a drug addiction. Acid, cocaine, uppers, downers, quaaludes, amphetamines, you name it. I was there and I sold it and I pushed it. And I did horrible things. Come on, I did things that I can't even repeat. That's how bad I was. Come on, I'm talking about type grown men. Take them out in the middle of the woods at 3 a.m. in the morning times the trees blindfolded. Come on, somebody. Marching them with their hands behind their back. Tie them to trees. Come on, somebody. March a quarter of a mile to the woods at 3 a.m. in the morning. And then while I got them in the trunk, I go, shut up. I'll leave you in there. 
And they said, please make them let me go. Please let me go. Please shut up. I'll leave you in there. And then I met Jesus. Ain't somebody glad I met Jesus. <laughs> somebody give God a praise. I met Jesus. Jesus like, I ain't scared of you, boy. Don't you know I made you? And then I woke up and I was a brand new man. Drugs was gone. Alcohol was gone. Acid, cocaine, upper down the quail, gone. Every addiction was gone. And by two years, by the time I was 21, I worked with a scientist that developed the world's first Star Wars system. Ground-operated lasers for strategic missile defense. I went from a barely could graduate from high school to working with one of the top scientists in the world. And my wife and I still work with him today. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise. Over 30 years working with him. And not only that, across this land and across the globe, I was with the uh, president of a foreign country. In their country, two times talked with him. And on the presidential grounds in another country, escorted through. When I go through the security, uh, Mr. Hatch, Dr. Hatcher, Mr. Hatcher, you get out of the line. We're not scanning you. And then Secret Service come over and walk me through. Come on, somebody. Don't you want to be walked through by Secret Service? Don't you want somebody to treat you like you're somebody? I'm not talking about what I don't know. I'm talking about there's a time in your life where God says, put away all that low stuff. It's time for you to level up into who you are. Who did I make you to be? It's time to level up. I was in a private meeting with the vice president about five months ago. Just four of us in a private meeting with the vice president. And our governor was there. I was in that secret place in the White House uh, two years ago, a secret place in the White House with men all armed will shoot your head off. And you're told you can't use your phone. You can't even talk about what you hear in this room. You can't even talk about it on social media. You can't repeat it outside of this room. I'm like, whoa, Jesus, I'm going to tell my wife when I get home. <laughs> and then you're worried about a red dot coming through. You know, lasers, I don't want no laser on my forehead. But what did I have to learn in order to be in settings? Level up. When I was in Europe, the CIA reached out to me. And the Pentagon reached out. We need to talk to you. Multiple times. We had our conversation. Do you really think I'm going to bring a low-level conversation to a high-level meeting? And God is saying... I'm bringing you before my throne. This is not an earthly throne. You are before the throne of Almighty God. I want you to walk like it and talk like it and begin to live like it. I'm going to level up. Come on, tell your neighbor it's time to level up. There's more to you than meets the eye. There's more to you than meets the eye. Well, why would the, why would the vice president want to talk to you? Because I wrote a, a, a nationwide prison reform. Well, why would they want to talk to you? Because I write, wrote a nationwide police reform. Entire police reform. Complete with, with laws and, and, and presentation for bills and laws, which now the senators, they want to do a full presentation. Precincts, police precincts. Come on, that changes away. Wrote a community reform. Does that sound like a drug dealer to you? But see, God says, if you give me my, if you give me your mind, I'll fill it. How many of you will give God your mind today? 
Give God your mind. He says, I'll fill it. I went to, and, and, and I'm saying this for a reason. I went to the school system, the high school system. And they took one, one, I wrote one book, one curriculum. And they put it in the public school system in four classes. In four classes. It'll accelerate your mind. I take 12-year-olds with a, a third grade understand. I take 12-year-olds and I train them on a second year in college level, right out the gate. I start training 12-year-olds on, on Ivy League level, right out of the gate. Princeton, Harvard, Yale. I hope y'all go through it. I'd love for y'all to go through it. My wife and I will sponsor you if you go through the program that we wrote. It'll cost you about 30 minutes a day. If you do 30 minutes a day, I'll put you on a track that nobody around you, you'll do things that nobody in your family has ever done. Both of you. I actually was praying that I'd get to see you and meet both of you. I actually in my heart was praying to God that I get to see both of you and meet you. And I pray to God that you just take that walk with Pastor Cindy and I will show you. Listen, you'll be doing things. Listen, 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 listen. I was teaching college professors without a college degree. They sent my work to 13 countries, universities in 13 countries. And that was without a college degree. Won't God do it? Can somebody? I got a doctorate now. I got a doctorate now. But I'm just saying there are no limitations to you. And by God's grace, I'm here today in official capacity as an ambassador for the throne to say there's no limits. There's no limits. God said, if you'll level up, baby, I'll level you up. No, somebody said, well, can adults go through that? Yeah, we got 50-year-olds that go through it. We really do. We got 50-year-olds. Listen, we got 50-year-olds that are going through my program. They're like, hey, never heard nothing like this. But by the end, y'all better quit. Don't play. Come on, don't play. That's it. Come on. Anybody serious about it? It costs you about 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day to change your life. When you walk into a room, nobody will be able to speak over your head. Because you leveled up. So we learn to interpret intent. We learn to interpret depth. So what is the intent of the conversation being spoken? What is the intent of the meeting being called? I just said two things. What is the intent of the conversation being spoken? And what is the intent of the the reason the meeting's being called. Before I came down here on Friday, uh, I was in, uh, Pastor Cindy and I were in a conference call with our mayor and with the chief of police. What's the intent, the reason the meeting's being called? Why would the mayor reach out to me and say, hey, we need to, we need to talk to you. We heard about this guy who's got ideas that can change society the governor of kansas listen i didn't just start doing this just now the governor of kansas 30 years ago flew in with our whole staff at mid-continent airport on a private jet and the governor heard oh, we heard about a young black man who's got ideas that can change society and the government ordered our whole staff to sit and list for an hour and a half see the church is not necessarily interpreting Fully what God wants to do. So we've been behind when we should be ahead. The Bible says we have the mind of 
How many of you have the mind of Christ? So you shouldn't be behind in anything. We ought to be ahead. Can somebody say amen? Is it time to level up and move ahead? Then capacity and level of influence. We interpret those. Let's go to the next three. Governmental divine order precedes the release of governmental glory and governmental restoration. All right, so there's an order here. I want you to look at the first sentence. Governmental divine order precedes the release of governmental glory and governmental restoration. What's the order there in that sentence? Governmental order, divine order. Divine means from God. Governmental of government. Divine means from God. And order means it's in the right sequence. It's in the right steps. So there's governmental divine order. What comes next? Glory. And then what comes next? Restoration. Anybody want divine restoration? You ready for God to restore some stuff? I, I know I'm talking to some folk that the devil is stole from. The devil is stolen. How many of you, the devil has been in the details trying to steal some stuff? But the Bible says if the enemy, if the thief is caught, he's got to restore sevenfold. So I'm in line for seven of seven times coming back. But notice that God sometimes will move out of order and he'll send the glory like he did this morning, even though our lives are not in full divine order. Whose life is jacked up just a little bit? I'm going to wait for an honest response. Raise your hand if your life is jacked up just a little bit. Come on, tell the truth in church. Don't lie in church. Pastor Joshua, we're having a repentance altar call right now. Somebody lying. I said, whose life is jacked up in some area a little bit right now? And relationships are jacked up. Some relationships are jacked up. And so God, in spite of things not being in divine order, he sent glory this morning. What if you get to walk in the glory because you understand divine? And then God starts restoring things. So let me say that again. There's a divine order that produces glory. What's, what does it say at the bottom? First of all, a song of decrees, degrees by David. David understood this, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in. Now, let's how good and pleasant. Isn't it good if everyone in the house is saved? So that's brethren and sistren. To dwell together in. Because it's like the precious anointing, unity of believers in their church and in their homes is like anointing oil. My unity with you is like the anointing. What did we feel this morning? And God said, I'm sending the anointing even though you're not in total order and unity. But he says here, David understood it. It's like the anointing oil that ran down from the head all the way down the beard and down all the way to every part of Aaron's body, the clothing on his body. In other words, the anointing started at the head and round down the length of the body. So that's a head and shoulders anointing. It's 
Christ is the head of the body. That's what the Bible says. Christ is the head of the church. The husband is the head of the wife. The Bible says the husband's the head of the wife. That's why it's important for men to get in divine order because if it starts at the anointing started at the and flow down through the body. That's why I put more pressure on men than I do on women. Say, hey, look, you got to hold it. You got you to gotta learn how to hold it right. Because you affect how much release can go on the rest of the family. And the anointing can flow out of the husband, the head. You can be right, but if the wife doesn't line up right, then there's a block. And it affects the release down to the children below that. That's why it's good for the husband and wife to dwell together in and people in church to dwell together in because then the anointing from God. Now watch what happens. As the dew of Hermon, watch this. Anybody ever been driving and there's dew on the windshield and it's not raining, but it's misty. It's as the dew of Hermon that descended on the mountains of Zion. Watch verse three. For there... The unity and the anointing there, where the anointing and unity is, watch what happens. For there, in that place where unity and anointing is, for there, the Lord commanded, what did he command? All right. What did he command? Somebody help me. All right, see, you missed it right here. But come on, come on, you're going to get it with me. There's two things there. Blessings and life. See, you can have blessings of stuff, but not be and be miserable. I mean, Whitney Houston died miserable, right? Uh, 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 Elvis Presley died miserable. Um, you, you, the guy who played Joker, um, Heath, Heath Heath Ledger, died miserably. So just because you have money and people think you are blessed, that doesn't mean that you're having life. God said, I'm trying to bring you blessings and life. I'm going, anybody want blessings and life? But if you want it, give God a praise if you want blessings and life, for real. Father God, I'm giving you the praise. I want blessings and life. All right, now I'm going to put you to the test now. If you really want blessings and life, what are you going to do? You're going to level up. Who said level up? Level up. I'm going to level up. I'm going to level up and I'm going to get into unity. Unity with what God said about it. Unity with the principles from God. Unity with the word of God. If you're not in unity with the word of God, you're not going to get in unity with your spouse and with your kids. You're just not going to do it. The word of God is what teaches us what unity is. Everybody understand that? So if you say you want blessings, you want verse 3, but you're not willing to do verse 1, what does it prove about you? If you say you want verse 3, blessings, and a bunch of it, and life evermore, you say you want that, but you're not willing to do verse 1, it says you don't mean it. If you really want blessings in life evermore, then you do the unity and you start putting things in divine order. Can I give you one step of divine order? Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. I mean, go to church. I don't feel like it. Go anyway. I got COVID. Stay at home. <laughs> I'm going to have pastor pray. Pastor can pray virtual. 
but aside from some real reason, be consistent and be counted on. I don't care if you don't show up. I'm getting into divine order. God said, do not forsake assembly and gathering together as believers. Find a job in the church and do it. How beautiful it is, how good it is when the brethren dwell. Well, how are we going to dwell together if we don't come? You're not in unity and together if you don't come together. That's rebellion. I don't care what your reason is. There's no excuse. God is husbands and wives. The Bible says if you got a problem with each other, fix it. All right. Can I do some quick marriage counseling? And I'll leave, I'll leave a mess for you to fix when I get back. I'm going I'm I'm to throw this bomb right there in the middle of it. And then I'm leaving after we have dinner. I'm going back to Oklahoma. I'm going to leave you with your cowboy boots to deal with it, Pastor Joshua. All right, here's the bomb. Husbands and wives, what are we talking about? It's all quiet in this Pentecostal church. What are we talking about? And you women who want to be married, what are we talking about? Men who want to be married, what are we talking about? Unity, right? Watch this. The Bible said, because we want verse 3, we want the automatic blessing. I'll deal with that in a minute. So the Bible says, husbands and wives, it says, husbands, dwell with your wife according to understanding and knowledge. Dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Don't live with your wife according to the knowledge of how my wife and I walk things out. Your wife likes a different color than my wife. Your wife likes different furniture than my wife. My wife tried to rig out our home in JoJo. I said, baby, I'm not feeling JoJo and Chip. I ain't feeling JoJo and Chip. That's some Texas stuff. I ain't feeling that. And so we last night, but because I love her, we got some JoJo and Chip upstairs this past week. We got these shutters that look like it's something out of a barn, but and it looked good. I gotta admit, it looked good. But but because I love her, I don't care what color it is. I'm not arguing with her about the color of the sofa and the color of the rug. Maybe get whatever color. You you get you carry that baby for nine months. You deserve whatever color you want. I didn't feel one birth pain. When that birth pain hit, oh, and she her face twisted up. Like a California raisin been in the sun six weeks. I, I ain't seen a face like that on a human being. I'm like, whoa, babies do stuff to people. A contortionist. She turned into a contortionist. I'm like, well, you, and you went through the, the pain of childbearing and, and raising. I don't know what breastfeeding nothing is like. So if you, I don't care what color you want it. If you want, if you want it pink and green, I'll say I don't like it if I don't like it. But for you, babe, I'm good. So the Bible says, what were we talking about? Somebody shout unity. I want unity. I don't care what color it is. I want unity. But we have some conflict. The Bible says, get back into agreement quickly. Watch this. Just aside from pastor and pastor Cindy, I want the rest of y'all to get in on this. Why does the Bible say that you need to get back into agreement and settle your conflicts quickly, husbands and wives? Why? Or else what will happen? 
Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. No, that, that, that's not it. It'll block your blessings. Can I tell you what the Bible actually says? It says, so Satan won't hinder your prayers. So Satan won't hinder your prayers. So Satan won't hinder. Wait a minute. You mean my prayers being answered is connected to? You mean Satan going to block something with me because of my agreement with? Oh, I'm getting babe. How can we fix this? Because some of the stuff you've been believing for, you've been believing for a long time. It's time for it to manifest and the devil will send trouble. The devil will send a problem because he knows that scripture. Your lack of unity, our lack of unity pushes blessings away. Pushes the anointing away. Our unity attracts the blessing and it triggers something out of divine order. Our unity triggers something out of divine order. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, watch this, for there where unity is, the Lord commanded the blessing. This is an automatic blessing if you just act right. Come on, somebody want the automatic blessing. You don't have to bind it. You don't have to loose it. You don't have to proclaim and declare it. God said, this is the blessing that's automatic. Have you ever just blessed your kids because they were doing right? Have you ever just said, you know what? Y'all been doing real good. I'm just going to do something special for you. And they're like, well, why you do this, mama? Because you've been doing so good. God said, if you just walk in unity, I'll give you the commanded blessing. That means heaven itself is looking when we stay in agreement. I, that's why I don't let certain believers. You might get sideways, but I ain't getting sideways. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to try to get you Come on, get out of sideways. Get back into divine order because you might be block, blocking your stuff. Can you hear me? I want the commanded blessing, even life. That you may have life and have it more. So why don't many believers inherit that? Apostle said, so that you may have life and have life more abundantly. But you got to be honest. Most believers you know, are they having life more abundantly? Go look at the divine order. And let me tell you something else. When you come into divine order, the devil will go up another level to come against you. Apostle Paul was whipped, right, five times. Beat with rods three times. He went through. Why? Because he leveled up. So there are times when the adversary will come against you because you level up. But it's in those moments you got to step into your level up authority. Step into your level up power. Because the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to pulling down strongholds. Come on, somebody. We got power over the devil. I was in South Africa preaching. And, and I told them, I said, bring the witches. And they were like, oh, no, Pastor Owie. They call me Pastor Owie over there. Sound like I said Owie, right? Like I got an Owie. No, it's okay. So they don't talk like we talk. They're Pastor Owie, we got real witches over here. <laughs> Not like America. We have real witches over here. We have real Satanists. They have nails grow out of their head. And I looked at that South African pastor. I said, and I told all the people I was doing a revival over there. I said, you're going to get them witches and Satanists and you bring them. 
And then I said, these are the days I was feeling real bold. I had leveled up. I don't know if it was in the food, but I leveled up. And I said, these are the days of the showdown between the prophets of God and the prophets of Baal. Bring them. And so they brought a witch. They went and got a witch from 300 miles away and drove her in. That, that boy, when people want to see a fight, they'll fly somebody in to fight you. <laughs> So they brought her from, true story, they brought her from 300 miles away. And I was up there preaching. Man, I was preaching good too, Pastor. I was preaching good. I was, man, I was preaching hard. That place was filled up. And, and the glory of God hit the place, man. And I, that witch sat there and dropped her head. She was sitting out there and she dropped her head. And started putting curses on me while I was speaking. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> The anointing began to lift. The spirit of God began to lift. I'm like, whoa, she brought some real stuff up in here. But I did tell him to bring her. And as the spirit of God was lifting and she started putting that power out, I heard the spirit of God tell me, you better go ahead right now. So I just stopped everything I was doing preaching and I just opened my mouth and I said, in the name of Jesus. And by the power of his blood. When I said that, the witch said, Wah! and jumped up and ran out of the building. Yeah, hallelujah. And I did what any good preacher would do. I said, go get her. And the ushers, and, and you do that today, and you'll get arrested for uh, uh, unlawful imprisonment. <laughs> So the ushers went and saw, we were in Africa, and they drug her back in. And I said, bring her up here. And they brought that witch on stage. And she got face to face with me, and she said, this is what she said. She said, Satan is God. She got this close in my face. Satan is God. I said, no, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. And when I bring my hand down, every devil's going to come out of you. And when I put my hand on her, she said, ah, and fell down. And I cast devil after devil after devil after devil after devil after devil after devil out of her body. And she stood up with tears running and said, now I know. This is what she said. Now I know that God has more power than the devil. And she gave her heart to the Lord right there on the spot. And then the usher came to me and he said, Pastor Owie, I have a Satanist on my property. I said, bring him. He said, well, Pastor Owie, he said what he's going to do to you when he gets here. <laughs> oh, now you've never hurting somebody. <laughs> I'm from the streets. <laughs> I'm used to fighting six foot four with dragon breath. Come on. <laughs> Go. I'm kidding. I stayed in the spirit. I'm not going to tell you about the guy who came to church and attacked us in the parking lot who was on meth. And I went home covered with blood that day from church. It was a funny thing, too. Anybody want to hear that story? Man, I got some stories. That leveling up, man. Somebody I didn't know. I don't know if I want to level up now. <laughs> about witches and Satanists. But I won each battle. I'm telling you that. I won each battle. I had to go through. You'll win. Don't be afraid to level up. David wasn't afraid to level up. He's like, Goliath, what are you talking about? I'm made to level up. 
I'm made for Goliath. I'm not made to battle Pee Wee Hermans and, and little midgets. <laughs> Anybody here made to battle giants? You're feeling like some giant cracking stuff. He said, Pastor Howie, he said he's going to, what he's going to do to you. I said, you bring him. These are the days of the showdown. <laughs> so he brought him and same thing happened. I was preaching and the spirit of God was strong. And then he started going into his curses. And all of a sudden the spirit of God began to lift. And I, the spirit of God said, you better do it now. I said, in the name of Jesus, I just stopped preaching. <laughs> that in the name of Jesus, I call on the power of Almighty God, the blood of the Lamb, in the name of Jesus, now. And that dude said, ah, and ran out. Y'all know what I did. I said, go get it. And the usher drug him back in. He got up there on the platform. I said, bring him up here. And man, he just did like And I said, I ain't, I'm not scared of you. I mean, in the flesh I am, but I was in the spirit. I ain't scared of too much when I'm in the spirit. Really, I'm not scared of nothing when I'm in the spirit. When I'm in the flesh, though, I get a little shaky. That's why I have to walk in the spirit. Because <laughs> people are crazy. I live an interesting life. We live an interesting life. So, I called on the name of Jesus, and he fell down, and I cast all those devils out of him in front of standing room only. And he stood up and confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and gave his heart to the Lord God Almighty. See, when you, when you level up, it'll attract opposition. But there's more with us than there be with them. Amen. Don't you want some testimonies like that? Anybody want some testimonies like that? Don't play. Give God a praise if you really want some testimonies like that. So I'm going to end this particular part with... Uh, Slide number six. Oh, go back, go back to that slide before that, because it puts a perfect, uh, a perfect, uh, in a perfect universe, that which emanates from the head should control the body. Is Christ the head of your life? That which emanates from the head begins to control more of our life. That which comes from God as the Lord of our life begins to control and lead more of our life. Lord, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. I want you to bring me into everything that you made me for. Now go to number, number six, please. In God's government, there's a cross section that you can enter into now. I have 20 slides. And we got through four. Anybody want me to come back and teach the others? So I want you to say with me the first one. God's government, where before the throne, where Christ in us, he starts transitioning areas of our life, right? So things in life begin to reconfigure. They begin to switch. They begin to change. And God transitions you like he did those at the bottom of the mountain. He said, come on up, Peter. Come on up to the top. There's some things I, know I want you and James and John to see and things transition things that you weren't allowed into before you're transitioned and allowed into them now conversations you weren't allowed into before you're allowed into now there becomes a transition in the way you speak there's a transition in the place that you like used to like to go to you don't like to go to those places anymore 
People you used to like to hang out with, you don't feel the same way about the conversations anymore. Anybody been there? You know what I'm talking about. Because something Jesus will do deep down on the inside of you. You're in a transition. Things that made you smile. Now, when he used to turn on uh, Netflix and, and Prime, you used to, there's so many movies, it was like a smorgasbord. It was like a, like, a, like a buffet of movies, right? Now you're sitting there for a long time going, who am I talking to now? It's hard for you to find something to watch. You're like, oh, no, I ain't even going to this. The title's all wrong. No, oh no, so and so is in that movie. Oh no, they this is a dirty mind and a dirty mouth. Who has it found it more difficult for you to find anything to watch? And you're like, dang, I wish I had more options. That's because God has transitioned what satisfies you on the inside. You're not the same person anymore. You don't feed on stuff like you used to feed on. You're more selective in your palate. Your appetite has come on leveled up. Your cerebral appetite, your cerebral appetite has leveled up. Your cognitive performance and learning enhancement has begun to level up. Things don't feed you the way they used to feed you. You've begun to transition in the spirit. In fact, some preaching that used to excite you don't excite you no more. You're like, man, I'm so tired of hearing, you know, pay God off to get a blessing. I don't want to hear none of that. Pay God off to get a blessing no more. Life is all jacked. You need to tell me about divine order. You're telling me that I'm going, I'm going, I'm, if I give a thousand dollar offering that that's going to buy my way out of trouble. No, it don't work like that. Come on. Teach me about divine order and I'll walk in the automatic blessing. You ain't got to buy a blessing from God. When you begin to walk responsibly before God, then you begin to inherit what he's assigned to your life. Can you hear me? You begin to inherit what God assigned. I want what God assigned for me, not what he assigned for you. And that you begin to abandon covetousness, but you transition. And then the next thing that happens in God's government, where things meet, the cross is where things meet, a transfer. God said there are some things in your immaturity. There are some things because you were immature, I couldn't transfer to you. But now that you're leveling up in your maturity, I can give you your adult blessing. I can give you your adult blessing in the spirit. Can somebody hear me? There's a transfer. Anybody ready for your transfer? You remember when you were younger and you wanted the keys to the car and your, your mom and dad was like, you ain't ready yet. Oh, but mom, I'm 16. Yeah, you're 16, but your mind is still 14. Or you might be able to handle the responsibility with the car and you can drive real good but you're just not real good about the friends you make. And, and so there's more to driving and there's more to inheritance than just being able to drive. I need to know that when you drive, you're not going to lie to me about where you gone. I don't got to put a little tracker on the car to make sure that you went where you said you're going to go. When you begin to receive the transfer, it means I'm ready to accept responsibility from God. I'm ready to respond. I have an inheritance. How many want to qualify for the inheritance? That means God says, I'm going to give you something, but you're going to have to take what I give you and put it in divine. Somebody say divine order. See, that's how God works. That's how he thinks. But if you're going to use it for the wrong thing, he said, no, no, no. You want to. The reason I haven't blessed you is because you want to use it amiss. 
you pray and you ask, but the Bible says you ask amiss so that you might consume it on your, on your lust, your own pleasures. And God says, the things I want to give you, I, when I've got critical work to be done, you're off in the Bahamas for two months at a time. And the, the position that I made for the mature you to affect society, you outplay it. You're on a jet ski. God doesn't mind you getting on a jet ski. He just doesn't want that jet ski to own you. He wants you to know when is the time for you to be able to go and have some fun. He wants you to have some fun. He wants you to jet ski. He, I tell our staff, I say, look, so there's a couple of times, there's a few times a year, don't come to church. Does that sound like a pastor to you? Telling the leaders don't come to church? Man, that's a bad day. All of them take the same weekend off. I got to go back and run the sound, run the camera, run the... Da -da. No, what it means is I say, look, Take a weekend with your whole family. Go, Y'all go do something that does not involve church folk. Now, don't do that every weekend. <laughs> you do that sometimes because we're building the kingdom, yeah, yeah. right? We're, there's a kingdom that has to be built. And if you're gone every other week, how's the kingdom going to be built? There's no reliability there. You can give God a praise. God wants stability. Come on. Stability is Stay ability. Stability is stay ability. You give someone a position of responsibility and they don't have stay ability, you're going to be looking for somebody else to do their job in two weeks. Make the commitment and let it stick. God said, bless my house, I'll bless your house. Help my house stay in order and I'll help your house stay in order. And I'll command the blessing. Anybody still want the commanded blessing? And life evermore. Come on. So there's transition. There's transfer. Now watch this. I, I do have to say this. Um, there's some things that I wanted, but it wasn't time. It wasn't that I couldn't have it forever. It just means I didn't qualify it at the moment. So there's, when God looks at you, there's an intellectual qualification. That's why I hope you go through the Joseph effect. So that your mind can come up in the way you think. Well, I'm scared. You're going to train me at a Harvard League. I barely graduated high school. How am I going to go through and start learning on an Ivy League, Princeton, Harvard, Yale level? Well, with me, you can't. They ain't going to let you do that in the public school unless they take my course. I'm going to start you out the gate there. Heck, by the time I'm done, inside of, let me see. By the time we're done, 30 minutes a day. By the time that we're done, five, 20, in four months, you're going to be adequate and sufficient base knowledge of 50 countries in four months. And still be trained on an Ivy League level. Why? So your mind can come up. So I've got to level up in my intellect, level up in my behavior, right? Level up in my responses, my interactions, level up in my thinking. Can you hear me? Don't be an educated dummy. You know people know a lot, but don't know nothing. God is wanting you now to be responsible with knowledge. Now I'm giving, there's a gift in this. 
with the knowledge you're ready to come into doors where people, watch this, people that are in charge of things, listen for what you say. Can you hear me? What I'm saying to you, there's a gift for someone in this room, a number of you in this room. Really listen, let this sink in. Trying to give you a gift. As you begin to level up, just walk with Pastor Joshua, walk with us for a minute. As as we begin to level up, watch what happens. People in positions of power and authority, you'll say one sentence and they'll stop and go, wait a minute. What did you say? I need to talk with you. That one sentence you said. Can you explain that? Because they know there's more than what you said. There's more to what you said than what you said. Can somebody hear me? There's more to. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in a, in a meeting. I was in a meeting uh, last month. And I was given five minutes. So I walked up, said what I had to say in five minutes. Crowd full of people. Probably 250 people or so there. 200, 250. I said what I had to say it was a couple of weeks ago. And I walked down. Five minutes was all they gave me. And I said it and sat down. There was a senator in the crowd. And I, on my way to my seat, he said, That's when someone heard what you said, but they know there's more to what you said than what you said. Can you hear me? And within two minutes, he's ready to write Senate legislation. See, there's a conversation that's being had that you can't hear that's actually being had. And God is ready to let you hear. People will think you don't understand, but you understand it. They can't can't slip something in on you, right? Come on, somebody, you're ready to go there. And then here's the final one, transfer. The final one is transfiguration, where you're transformed into the image of Christ more fully. You're transfigured and more of his glory. That means change from one thing into something completely different, something completely new. And God is trying to transfigure right now. Areas of your life, watch this. Because you are coming into divine order and you're not letting anyone pull you out of divine order again. The blessing God has for you, this is your posture. I'm willing to wait on it. Can you hear me? You don't have to wait for Fabio. Mr. looks so good, but his mind is jacked. She looks so good. But her mind is jacked. No, 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 no. The man God has for you, he's not on, he don't wear huggies. Little training pants with the hook, with the hook emblazoned on it. You, 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 you. No, no, no. God is wanting you to want someone who wants what you want in God. Can you hear me? You can give God a praise. And if you will wait, somebody say wait. It's not a four-letter dirty word. I'm working too hard. It's not a four-letter dirty word. Just wait on the Lord. Because how much trouble we got into because we wouldn't wait. You went and got something and now you found out it had teeth and you, you tried to shake it off. And I'll say something else. 
Wait for God to bring you who he wants for you. Because if you do like some of your friends and people do, and you go fishing in waters with fish that have teeth, you'll catch something. And there ain't going to be no bass. It's going to be a walleye. I remember I caught a walleye once, and I went to stick my finger in his mouth, and my uncle said, don't do that, boy. I was about to lose my thumb. Put my finger in a walleye's mouth. He's got teeth that long, that are razor sharp. I didn't realize that you could pull something out of the water that you can't deal with the way you deal with other things. Wait for the person God has for you. So you don't have to, they might have scales, but they don't have teeth. <laughs> Can somebody hear what I'm talking about? So transfiguration God is going to transfigure your life into something it never was. Things that look the way they look today. How many of you would love it if God, one year from now, I was to come back and you say, Apostle, my life don't look nothing like it used to look a year ago. What God has done, the friends around me and the life I live, I'm living a miracle. And guess what? It wasn't accident. I'm talking to believers that want to do something intentionally. People say, oh, man, I wish I had the blessing you had. I wish that God would do it. Like, it wasn't an accident. It was intentional. Come on. I attracted the blessing of God, attracted the grace of God, attracted the glory of God, the kindness of God. Y'all sure y'all want that level up? Well, I should say this. I should say this to you. You know, in walking with God, there are times when I was at a point of crossover, a cross-section. And God was introducing me to his government, the way he runs his kingdom. And he began to say things to me. And one night, I'll never forget it. I was listening to, um, back then we had cassette tapes. Anybody remember that? How about eight-track tapes? Who's old enough to have used an eight-track tape? I noticed y'all didn't raise your hand, but you ought to thank God that you didn't experience eight-track tapes. Because sometimes that magnetic tape will get caught inside the player, and when you pull it out, it's this big, long mess. How many of you stuck your finger in there? And you they're like, I don't know what y'all talking about. I know you don't know what you're talking about. Watch your video. It's everywhere. It Look like an afro. It's just everywhere. That's something else that a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> but I was listening to that cassette, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. And I said, no! I said, I don't want to hear it. And I'm not doing that. And I turned it off. <laughs> I said, I don't want to hear that. See, because I knew that what 
the Lord had just spoke to me meant I needed to do what? Level up. And I had to accept principles that would alter my life. Things that I used to do, I wouldn't be able to. Things I used to be able to say, I wouldn't be able to. And when I made a mistake, it meant I'd have to repent quickly. I mean, I'd have to struggle through, right? So I said, no. This is what I said to God. I said, no. My answer is no. All of a sudden, watch this. The Spirit of God, this is true. The Spirit of God spoke to my heart. I heard him clear as a bell. You can't go where I've made you to go unless you say yes to me. I wanted access to the transition and the transfer, but I didn't want the transformation in my thinking. I wanted to go into a new place with old language. I wanted to go into high-level logic areas with low-level logic. And he said, you can't go where I called you to go unless you say yes to this. I also knew that it meant it was going to change how I walked with God. See, because up to that point, I could tell God what we were going to do and get him to bless it. I made you to be led by the Spirit. You're supposed to be led. And at that moment, I realized God was about to stop talking to me about things with that level. So why should I talk to you about a level that you don't qualify for? Why should I talk to you about a level that you reject? And so God is today, I'm going to ask him, there's something I'm going to ask God, and I know he's going to do it. And many of you are going to experience it. He's going to do an impartation. He's going to open up the realm of dreams and the realm of visions and the realm of understanding that is beyond anything you've experienced up to this moment. That's what he's going to do. For those who say, yes, I want to level up in my life. And I I promise you this. When God begins to move, what used to be a no is going to turn into yes. You remember earlier when Pastor Cindy and Pastor Josh were up here and the Spirit of God, they were like, deeper. I want to go deeper, Father. I want to go deeper. I want, Lord, I want you to go into the deepest parts of my heart and my soul. I want you to explore. That's what it is. It means I want to level up, God. I want to go into those places. How many of you want that for real? You're like, Lord, that, that's what I want. I want that more than I want my next breath. You got to want God more than you want your next breath. My heart, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs after you, God. And so after that experience, in a conversation with God, began to speak from that higher level. And I said these words, I'll never forget it. I said, no, stop. Instantly like that, I was before the throne of God, and I knew it. It, Just like that, I was before the throne of God, and I knew it. you're You're looking at a man. I've had God send angels to talk to me in broad daylight. In their glorified robe. I'm talking about a peer. In their glorified robe with message from the throne more than once in one day. 
walk into churches to minister and have the Lord visit me and stand beside me. Jesus himself, stand beside me in a vision or a dream and show me what the church is doing and what the leadership is doing before I get there. And then when I walk in, I'll speak what God showed me in the dream while Jesus stood beside me. And people are in shock, like, oh, my God, how does he know these things? Who told him? Walking with God in that place. I walk with the Lord in that place. And it's in that place I almost said no to that place. I almost said, I did say no. I did say no. But instantly... I was before the throne of God and I knew it. And as I realized it, I said, no, I don't want to hear anymore because I knew it was going to change everything. Anybody said that to God before you said no? There's some things he wanted you to say yes to and you decided how far you would go and you put a limit on God. I'm, I, this is what I hear. In this room, in every section, the problem with your life is you go a certain distance. In every section, you've gone a certain distance, and then you say no. You determine how much sacrifice, how much of your life you're going to give to God, and then you stop right there, and you don't go any further. Who am I talking to right now? That's what you've done to God. Raise your hand and tell the truth. That's what you've done to God. And God is saying, don't do that this time around. I'm trying to complete the call on your life. I'm trying to perfect some things. I'm trying to bring you into a good place. I'm trying to bring you into your mature inheritance. And I said, no. No. And I quote, stop. I told God Almighty, I don't want to hear anymore. Because I knew that once I crossed over, my accountability would be totally different for the rest of my life. And something happened. Right then, the anointing of God began to lift. And Holy Spirit began to back away from me. I felt the Spirit of God begin to leave me. I'm used to walking in a heavy anointing. I'm used to getting off of an elevator and people fall down. People I don't even know go to a foreign city and people on the elevator back into a corner and go, my God, you're a man of God. You're a man of God, aren't you? Oh, my God. And then walk out of the elevator and they fall on the floor. My wife will tell you, I used to walk in places right now, right now to this day. Walk and go places and within three to five minutes, people that don't even know me, sometimes they begin to cry and they begin to weep like, who are you? How do you know those? Things? Oh, my God, what's happening to me? That happens as a way of life for me all the time, almost every month, isn't it? It's just all the time. I'm used to walking clothed in the glory because I said yes to divine order and staying in unity with God. And as I walk with God like that, when I got to a certain place where he started talking about what was going to transition me into walking with him like that, and I said, no. I said, no, I don't want to hear any more. And the spirit of God began to leave. You know why? Because that level of anointing, you don't qualify for it. If I can't protect you by my principles, why would I give you that level of glory when you need this level of principles to walk in it? Does that make sense to somebody? What he's trying to do for you, you it takes more principles than what you've heard from your past. 
He's trying to add governmental principles to you. Leadership. Responsible leadership in the kingdom. So when the Spirit of God began to leave, how many of you can guess what I said when the anointing began to leave? I said, no, don't leave, Jesus. I'm like David. David said, whatever you do, don't take your spirit from me. David said, whatever you do, don't take your spirit. When the Spirit of God began to leave, I knew right then it was going to be over. I said, no! Don't take your spirit. Somebody say, don't take your spirit from me, Lord. You ought to be thankful that you still can feel the Holy Ghost. And it's going to increase. Stand to your feet. He's going to increase. He's going to increase. But you know, now, I'll tell you what I realized. That was the adolescence in me saying no to the glory of God. That was a, the child in me that still wanted to. Play. That was a child in me that still wanted to play. You know, want all the benefits, but no accountability. And God is saying, will you accept the accountability that goes with walking with me? So that when I talk to you, I'm going to give you the plan for your life. I'm going to give you the plan for your children. I'm going to give you the plan for your marriage. Give you the plan for your household. I'm going to give you blessings and life evermore. I say, yes, Lord, I'm ready for something new. Anybody ready to step out of that old and just transition into your new? And then he transfigures you into the you that can handle the blessing. And when I say the blessing, I'm not talking about stuff. I'm talking about being in the center of God's will. I'd rather be, I'd be alone, I'd rather be broke with nothing in the will of God than have everything and be out of the will of God. All the money in the world is not worth it. The devil came to Jesus with blessings. I'll give you all this stuff if you'll step out of the will of God. And Jesus said, No. You worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. I don't want your stuff if it means leaving the will of God. If I stay in the will of God, stuff comes. Can you hear me? Because God commands the blessing where divine order and unity is at. And tell you, tell your spouse right now, look at your spouse and say, baby, let's stay in unity. Let's stay in unity. Now tell your family members, let's stay in unity. Tell your friends, let's stay in unity. Come on, tell your friends, let's stay in unity. Let's stay in unity. All right. Look somebody in the eye. Say, let's stay in unity. Come on, look them in the eye. Let's stay in unity. Now, in order to do that, I need to forgive some folk. <laughs> say this with me, Lord Jesus, I forgive everybody for everything. In Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you to forgive me. I release them completely in Jesus' name. And I accept my call to unity. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a prayer. I accept it. I accept it. I, that brought you back into unity with God. If you don't forgive one another, your Heavenly Father won't forgive you. 
you just brought your unity back full circle with God. I didn't surface forgive you. I fully forgave you. Some, somebody say, I forgave it all. All of it. Oh, come on. Forgive your in-law. That's an outlaw. Forgive them. How many of you forgive all of them? In-laws, outlaws. Your boss laws. Your, your, your employee laws. I forgive all of them. That means you can't get them now. Can't get them. Revenge is mine, says the Lord. Leave that on God. All right? I'll let you go. And that's all right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Do you have any oil, Pastor? Now, this is going to be a very serious prayer. If pastor, when pastor sets it up, I'm, I'm going to come back if God says the same, if the Lord says the same, and give you the tools to operate in the, those realms of warfare and authority. Okay, those tools to operate in that realm of warfare and authority. And those are very high realms. Those are real realms. Those are real places that exist. But I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to open up something in your mind that wasn't opened up that way before. It's going to be just like that. You're going to think different. You're going to have desires to study things that you didn't study before. Yay! You're going to level up. And then I already see it's beginning to happen. Someone your entire perspective of the throne room has shifted today that when you begin to pray you're going to oh I'm before the throne of almighty God and all the angels and those seraphim and cherubim are saying holy 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 Lord God almighty and I'm, I'm before the throne of almighty God man it's going to change what you say to God and the Lord knows that he can talk to you now on levels he couldn't talk to you before because you said yes and someone here, there's a few of you, you need to repent like I did. Lord, I'm sorry I said no to you. If that in your heart you've been saying no to the change, the transition, and the transfer God was trying, the Lord was trying to give you, just right where you're at, say, Lord, you know what? Forgive me for setting limits on you, how far I would walk with you. Forgive me of doing that right now in Jesus' name. Forgive me of doing that. Whatever you want to do, Lord. I'm open for you to do it. Come on, just say that to him. Whatever you want to do, Lord. And just mean it with your whole heart. Tell him that. Open your mouth. Lord, whatever you want to do. With my whole heart, I want you to do that in my life. I'm not holding anything back from you right now. I'm willing and I say yes. I say yes. My answer is yes. My answer to the sovereignty of God is yes. My answer to the government of God in my life is yes. Man, I just already see it. There's some people God's going to say, let that go. I already see it. He's like, mm -mm. let it go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. All right, so...
You ready? I think what we'll do is we'll start. What I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, after this side comes up, then I want this side to come from this way. And I'm just going to pray for you. The Bible says that you can lay hands on the sick and they recover. Uh, I remember there was a, a woman that, that had cancer for seven years. I laid hands on her. Uh, well, actually, I prayed for that woman. God spoke to me. I prayed for that woman and the cancer disappeared out of her body. Literally disappeared out of her body. Come on, go give God a praise. That's real deal. That's real stuff. That's real stuff. There's a lady who had come to the altar and the doctors diagnosed her with lupus. And uh, it was gotten real bad. And I laid hands on her and prayed for her. And I said, go back to the doctor. Tell him to do a report. The lupus is gone. Tell him to do a new test on you. She went back and said, do a new test. He said, no, we're not doing a new test. We already did a test. You already have it. No, my pastor prayed for me and said, do a new test. So they ran a new test and the doctor came back and he said, there must be a mistake. This one says you have it and this one says you don't have it. She said, it's not a mistake. My pastor prayed. Can, we, can somebody say amen? I heard a word of knowledge from the Lord, a word of knowledge. So when I pray for you today, one of the things he's going to do is unlock the spirit realm. I wonder if you have that song, Jimmy, that says yes. I say yes. We're going to lay hands on you. And what's going to happen, and after I pray for you, just thank Jesus. Say, Lord, thank you. I'm going to ask him, number one, to give you, reconfigure your mind and your spirit to level up and change every part of your life so that within 12 months, it doesn't look like what it looks like right now. You're going to hear him at a higher level and you're going to respond to God at a higher level. And then your mind is going to accelerate. Anybody ready for an accelerated mind? Yeah, glory. What are you going to do with it? Think about it. what are you going to do with your accelerated mind? <laughs> Write on a piece of paper when you get a, and put it somewhere. My mind is accelerating in Jesus' name. Write it somewhere on a piece of paper and put it where you can see it. Put it on your phone. Put it somewhere where you see it. Every time you see it, say, Lord, thank you. My mind's accelerating in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's start here. And when after I pray for you, there's nothing. You may not feel nothing. It don't matter. But while I'm praying for them, how many of you will pray? That's your first assignment. You'll pray while I'm praying for them. You'll pray. Father God, thank you for us. You ready? Power to level up. In Jesus' name. Power is loose. The level up begins. In Jesus' name. That's not it. Yes. Say yes. All right, look. Stop saying, look at me, look at me. Stop saying no. You go so far and you stop. Stop doing that. You start doubting yourself. You start trying to think, project what you think other people are thinking about you. Stop. Just be true to what you believe God is wanting at the moment. That's it, right? That acceleration is yours in Jesus' name. But the hurdles are so high, God. Will God make you a hurdler today in the spirit? And you'll go over every obstacle. Can you hear me? In Jesus' name. 
and things, there'll be things that God's not going to let you jump over, but you will climb it. God give you strength, but you're leveling up today in Jesus' name. I won't, I'll stop saying no to God. I'll start saying yes. When it gets too hard, you say no, and God says stop doing that. You ready? Your will, your way. Your will, your way. Father God, thank you for authority and power to level up intellectually, mentally, and spiritually. In Jesus' name, be fixed and stay focused. All right, now, be fixed. Stay focused. Okay? You ready? What's your name? Case. You're going to go through the Joseph effect? That's the name of the program I wrote. If you decide to go to it, I'll, I'll sponsor you through it. Man, I train lawyers. My students are lawyers. I'm offering to train you. My students are lawyers. I'm a consultant to scientists and microbiologists, stem cell scientists. My students are college professors. And I'm offering to take you through some training for free. It's not free. It costs me something. And it's going to cost you something. Amen. Your destiny is huge. Don't you want to be the business owner? Don't you want to be the CEO? Don't you want to be the CEO? Don't you want to be calling the shots? Well, you want to be a follower all your life? You're ready to be a leader. Then you walk with leaders. When I walk into a room, men turn tape recorders on. Can you hear me? Men who own corporations, own businesses, they turn on tape recorders when I walk into a room. And you got to think about whether you want to jump drive your mind and go through an accelerated learning. How old are you? All right. Come on, man. Your destiny is bright. Okay. Your destiny is bright. Your destiny is bright. Amen. Father God, you know why you're at this altar call? Why are you up here? No, not to get prayed for. For what specifically? To level up? All right. You you sure you want that? Then why are you hesitating on going through what I'm talking about? You got 30 minutes? 30 minutes a day? Five days? Okay. I got you. I got you. Why am I going to give you my phone number? Just call. If you hit a bump in the road, hey, Apostle, what do I do? You hear me? You know, look, don't play. Don't, don't waste my time. I'll say more in three minutes than most folks say in an hour. And give you some direction so you can come into the fullness of what you're called to be. Amen. Father, thank you for power to level up for case. In Jesus' mighty name, power to level up intellectually, spiritually, emotionally. In Jesus' name. And there will be no anchor that comes out of the world that's going to stop him from his destiny. Nothing that pulls on you is going to stop you from today forward. Dreams and visions are yours in Jesus' name. Father, authority and power to level up completely. To level up. Come on, pray for those who are up here. 
Father God, thank you for power to level up in Jesus' name, spiritually, emotionally. Daughter, look at me. Emotionally, level up. From today forward, a unique strength is yours. Things that used to bother you is going to fall off. Come on, it's going to fall off. Come on, there's power going into her body. God is reconfiguring some things. Come on, give God a praise. God's reconfiguring things. Woo, glory! Amen. Father, power to level up. Power to level up spiritually, emotionally, mentally, psychologically. In Jesus' name. Be ready to forgive extra. You hear me? Be ready to forgive extra. Okay. Level up. Power to level up. In Jesus' name. Power. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus. I give you my whole heart. All of me. Bring me into places that no one in my family has ever gone before. They belong. They have believed so little about me. They have believed so little about me. But yet you, Jesus. But yet you, Jesus. You see more. You see more. I give you me. I give you me. Let's do it, God. Let's do it, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Power to do it. Level up now. Yes. Throw your hands up. Yes. This is your new position before God. You shall be a worshiper. You shall be a worshiper from today forward. You shall be a worshiper. You shall be a worshiper. Come on, tell God I give you glory. Come on, open your mouth. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory. Come on, daughter. Come on, put it out. I give you glory. I give you glory. I see it. Yeah, come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Come on, talk to him. Come on. Come on. Come on, lift up your hands. I give it all to you, God. Talk to it. Rekida brovia dura. Endele me turum de secura. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Or the break it up on God's trying to give her a new life. A whole new life. Begin to pray. Break it among the lebese. It a broken among the lebese. Break it among the lebese. Come on, tell him yes. Come on, talk to him. Begin to pray. Tell him yes. Tell him, fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Fill her now, God. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let it out. Every assignment of hell against you, every devil, I command to go. Every devil, I command to go. Every assignment of every demon, it's been with you since you were a child. Satan has tried to sabotage you. You were abused as a child. But God deliver you from hatred of certain parts of yourself. I rebuke you. Come on, pray. This is not a spectator. We pray. 
Begin to pray like you mean it. Begin to pray if she's your sister. Begin to pray as if she's your mother. Begin to pray. Be healed, daughter. Jesus accepts you. You've been rejected. There was a family. You entered into a family and people in that family began to reject you. And they mistreated you horribly. God heal your heart right now. Of the, the abuse. They were mean to you. They were just mean. Come on, say, I forgive them, Jesus. I forgive them, Jesus. That's it. I let them all go. 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 Come on, yeah, yeah, that's it. Come on, come on. Now begin to say it to God. Tell him. Begin to pray in your prayer language. God give you the gift of speaking in tongues right now. Begin to talk to him. He understands every word. Say it in your prayer language. Come on. Say it in your prayer language. He understands it. Come on. All of them don't stop. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Come on, come on, let it all go, let it all go, every last tentacle that's been wrapped around your heart too long, wrapped around your mind too long, it drove you into cycles of depression and oppression, people didn't understand, they didn't understand. But after today, you're going to leave here a brand new person. You're going to leave brand new. You're going to leave brand new. Begin to tell him thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. Come on, talk to him. See, you get to tell him all about it right now. You get your private moment before the throne. You get your pride. Come on, keep praying, y'all. You get your private moment before the throne. Come on, let it all out. You're going back years right now. Years. He's walking with you every hurt right now. Come on. Take it. This is strong medicine. Take it. Before the throne. Everything you see in your mind, he's healing you up right now. Oh, such a gift. Men have dogged you. But God says, I'm healing you. Come on, let it go. Come on, let it go. Come on. Come on, tell him yes. Come on, that's it right there. Come on. Come on, yes. Come on, talk to him. Come on, yes. He said yes. Do it. Say it. Say it. Come on. He says yes. He says, I forgive you. He says, I forgive you. Come on, thank him for it. Thank him. Just say, Lord, thank you for forgiving me. You didn't go too far. 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 That devil is a liar. You didn't go too far. God knew what you were going to do before you did it. 
and he forgave you. Father God, thank you. Thank you for authority and anointing to level up in Jesus' name. Academically, intellectually, spiritually, in Jesus' name. No, baby, stay with her. In Jesus' name. Give me a couple of ladies to wrap your arms around her. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Power to love love is yours in Jesus. From today forward, I prophesy dreams. I prophesy visions. I prophesy new hearing, elevated hearing, elevated seeing in Jesus' mighty name. That it will be so from today forward. Yep, and you both of y'all got that. Both of you got that. Yeah! I actually felt that go out. So that's going to be good. Enjoy that, brother. Enjoy that, sis. That smile is worth a thousand words. That, that, woo! Come on. Come on now. First assignment, go back to your seat and begin to pray for those being prayed for.